When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Vol fans, to Tennessee Fan Talk, another weekly episode. If you're joining us live, I thank you very much. If you are watching the replay, I thank you very much. For all the podcast listeners, we thank you for the continued support that has pushed us into going into the live stream. And we are, uh, you know, taking your time into consideration anytime that, uh, you know, Professor Luke gets rambling <laughs> and, and takes it into an hour-long show. Uh, we split them up. We split them up last week. You know, we, we took your, your drive time into mind and uh, released one uh, that was like 18 minutes for the first half talking about the week. And then later on in the week, I think it was Thursday, we, we released another 20-minute uh segment of this show and uh and it was our picks so you know when when uh, notre dame is garbage as he calls himself today <laughs> we get a little long-winded you know well it was going to be notre dame is and always has been garbage but i thought that was a little long a little longer than the title just a hair long <laughs> they, they may have cut you off on that one <laughs> Testing out a new platform this week, so give us. Uh, we're going through a couple of them over the next couple of weeks just to see which one works out uh, better for us, which one is a little easier to navigate, features, all that jazz. You know what everyone likes. One of the things we need to get right into is Tennessee. Why not? Holy crap! I mean, what a game! I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So you picked Mizzou, so you're just out of it. <laughs> yeah, I had a rough week. I had a rough week. <laughs> I'm glad I was not betting on any of these games because I would have lost my butt this week. I mean, going through here, the first three picks for you was Arkansas, Mizzou, and Old Miss. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then South Carolina, and then Florida. <laughs> And then UConn. Uh, uh, you, uh, yeah. 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 It's been about like my stock trades recently. Just all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Started off strong, ending the season weak, midway through the season, looking weak. You know, Brad called this Tennessee game. I thought he said fifty-two, but he said he said forty-two to seventeen. He said it was gonna. He said it's gonna be one or the other, and he went with the blowout, and he was correct. Um, yeah, he, he was spot a, on. 
a quick 28 in the first quarter looked fantastic. Now I still have some reservations and um, every, uh, you probably haven't seen the title of what this one, this, our show is called, uh, you know, Vols cage, the tigers, which they most certainly <laughs> did, but they're not ready for the West, which they are most certainly not. I don't even know if they're ready for Kentucky. Uh, what got me was the, you know, they they went at least the first quarter, if not the first half. I think it was just the first quarter, maybe halfway into the second quarter before they had a third down attempt, right? Um, wow. I think they only had two third down attempts in the first half. Once they started having those third down attempts in the second half, they were not converting. That's scary. One thing that they did do that they did not do against Florida with the high power offense, you know, that's that's what we've all, you know, Heupel's high power offense. They had that this week, and they did what they had to do, which was put points on the board. They were six for six in the first half. That allows their defense to play off of that. I mean, their time of possession... Luke was uh, three minutes, and they had 28 points. Wow. That's impressive. I mean, that's that was really impressive. It just goes to show you that that you have to – if you're going to run that kind of offense, it's the same thing with Ole Miss. You have, you have to keep moving as fast as possible um, to throw that defense off. And – if you're allowed to, if 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 a defense is going to allow you to do that, then you can run roughshod over them. Um, and, and it's the job of the defense to be able to have to slow that down because, you know, like Hypel and Kiffin and you know even Mullen, all these coaches, you know, if if they get as soon as they get a first down, they're ready to go on the next play. Like, or they get five or more yards on first down. They're up and they're ready and set and ready to go for the next play. And that really will throw defenses off. And so you're going to get a lot of those drives where, you know, you actually don't even need a third down. Um, You're you're getting first downs in in two plays. Right. And, uh, you know, I was was shocked by that score. I I mean, Tennessee, they really look good. Um, Missouri, I just – you know, sometimes I just don't know about Missouri. Some weeks they look right. like a pretty decent football team. Yeah, correct. You know, and then other weeks, you know, they they look like they has a legitimate shot of beating them. Um, so I just I I don't really get it. I don't I don't follow. I'll admit I don't really follow Missouri um, as much as I do the other teams. Um, kind of like Brad said because I. Don't really consider them an SEC team as of yet, but <laughs> but only, uh, I mean, no, they're no only a, to Missouri fans. <laughs> they are, they are approaching a decade. Nope, I haven't considered them one yet. You know, yeah, exactly. But I mean, hats off to Tennessee. I mean, that's that's the type of the offense that Heupel is wanting to install at Tennessee, and it it just goes to show you that once he gets the players in there. To run that style of offense, then Correct. there's a lot of potential that Tennessee has. Once he has an offensive line that doesn't end with injured, injured, 
freshman, freshman. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Then yeah. And also, yeah. And that just goes to show too that the the offensive lines play such an important role in those type of offenses. You know, um, uh, they have to be able to to think on their feet. They have to be quick. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. So Tennessee, yeah, hats off to them. They they look fantastic. Basilak did have more yards than Hendon Hooker, 322 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, but that was with 44 attempts. <laughs> Only 27 yeah. of those complete. Hendon Hooker, 15 for 19, 225 yards, three touchdowns. His average was 11.8. Wow. That was fantastic. Uh, Tyvon Evans, of course, Tennessee overall put up over 600 yards of total offense. Evan, 156 of the yards on the ground. Hooker with 80 himself. Uh, Whitehead with 76. I mean, these numbers are just just fantastic. Of course, um, Evans' longest was the untouched 92-yard single play uh, on on that drive. I think it was the what third third drive. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Tillman and Jones, both for uh, over 70 yards apiece and each with a touchdown. Um, you know, the, everything just played right. Uh, and, and Missouri, they look like the Tennessee of two weeks ago where it was penalty, penalty, penalty. In the first half, I think they had 75 yards of penalties. Um, uh, yeah, it hurt them. It hurt them real bad. Beatty, Beatty would get out, which um, Beatty ended up 21 attempts and only 41 yards, which is unlike Beatty. Um, but every time that he got a breakout around the edge, uh, one of his defensive linemen or a receiver that was holding on to a corner was just that holding and it come right back. You know, so yeah. you hate you hate it for him that he puts in that that hard work and and it goes uh, it's for nothing. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was a rough day. You you can't expect to beat anybody in this league. I mean, and that's even including Vanderbilt. You know, if you if you have that many penalties um, and you have that many turnovers, you I don't see how you beat anybody. Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a rough rough go of it. I mean, I, Alabama can do it. Um, Georgia can do it um, because, you know, they're on a whole different level. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Oh, I, I'm okay. We we can jump right in because we're going to hit a few more uh, Tennessee things as we start talking about um, week six. So um, you said something a minute ago about, uh, you know, just teams getting just absolutely spanked. How about Arkansas with their goose egg? goose egg um and being that we are ga- getting closer to our georgia game you know 37 zip and that's without jt daniels right they said that georgia you know we we know that georgia has the defensive line but they said offense is what they couldn't do stetson bennett comes in off the bench and does well now of course one of those was a block punt uh, that they that they grabbed in the end zone for a touchdown, but Stetson Bennett looked good. Oh yeah, yeah, and he, he's looked good for two weeks in a row now. And uh, you know Georgia, Georgia has, in my opinion, without a doubt, the best defense in the country. I mean, I don't even think 
A&M's defense is really good as well, but I don't think they are on the same level as Georgia. Um, so having said that, you know, they don't need some big-time quarterback at Georgia. They've got a great running game, and their defense is just they, locked down. They had a, so they had a great running game. When you look yeah. at comparison in quarterbacks, even, even you know, Jefferson to Ben, I mean, they were neck and neck. I mean, Ben only threw for 72 yards. He pulled it when it right. needed to be pulled. And then other than that, um, you know, he, he had uh, three – attempts on uh, rushing himself and and got out when he needed to get out uh jefferson meanwhile was eight for 13 65 yards the um it is amazing to have a 37 point game with the kind of stats that are shown because they're not great Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Georgia's Georgia's defense is so good that they can. I really think that they could beat any team in the country as long as they score twenty four points, and that is maybe even including Alabama. Um, wow! And they might have to go twenty eight with Alabama because Bama's still going to be able to put up points against their defense. But yeah, if Georgia scores twenty eight points, they can be they can and will be every team in the country. Um, but whether or not they do that or not, you know, it is Georgia, and we all talking about Kirby here. So I know everybody wants to jump on the Kirby train, you know, whenever they look that great. But you know, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's the same thing with Mullen. It's the same thing with Mullen. Uh, you know, everybody. Talks about how great he is until you know, till Alabama comes knocking or <laughs> or Florida comes knocking or somebody somebody comes in there and beats them when they shouldn't shouldn't be beat. Um, but but yeah, uh, I just Arkansas they uh, I I really thought that that they were going to make a game of that. Um, I think Arkansas is way better than what they showed uh, against Georgia. But once they got out twenty-one to nothing, I mean, there was no, there was no coming back. I mean, there was, you're just not going to come back being down twenty-one to nothing. I don't care how good your offense is against a, a defense like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett, it's, uh, you know, when he uh, he has he's he's come out there and he's he's done what's expected of him, and you know. That's not much. Not much is expected of him. It's just, you know, it's like just Let, don't screw up the handoffs. Right. You know, get the snap count in right and let your running backs and your offensive line take care of the rest. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I, I was really surprised by that game. I really uh, – I, I just went out on a limb and said that Arkansas was going to win that game. Um, I, I didn't think that they had a – chance to win that game i just thought that they were going to keep it close and maybe with bennett in there that um you know they may get lucky uh but but yeah the georgia they i they're still a tough team to gauge in my opinion i mean there's no questions about their defense and but their offense are they good enough to take them to a national championship? We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I just, 
I just know a lot, a lot of Georgia fans after watching Florida get beat by Kentucky are, oh. are you know, they're, they're already starting to, to run their mouth a lot. And it's like, look, guys, you know, I hate y'all as much as y'all hate us. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, I would be real careful about how, how you kind of approach that conversation because, you know, that we're not even at the midway point of the season yet. Next one was the Ole Miss Alabama. Uh, you and I both picked Ole Miss to win this one. I, I never, I never ever would have thought where the game was at in, at the end of the half. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into this because it's Alabama. I mean, he's yeah. it's Alabama. Uh, the the only thing we'll hit on it is that Young, you know. Did did throw an interception. Corral still looked good. Twenty one for twenty nine, two hundred thirteen yards, just only a single touchdown. And uh, I mean, Young was twenty for twenty six, two hundred forty one yards and two touchdowns. Uh, as far as quarterback play, you know, think it's I think it's still there for Matt Corral. I still think he's a Heisman contender coming come the end of the year. Depending on how the rest of his season goes, he they're gonna have to shake this one off and. Um, and go play out. And of course, Alabama is, is Alabama, you know? Yeah. And I, I tell you what though, you know, hat, hats off to Alabama's defensive coordinator because <laughs> yep. after last year's game, you know, I really thought that Ole Miss had a really good chance of beating Alabama. I, I did too. Um, Based you know, off of last year and how they have improved to this year. Yeah. And I, I think Nick Saban knew that there were two games this entire season, yeah. maybe three, that he that that could give him problems, right? And that was a you know, it, it, it and Ole Miss being number one, and so how do you slow down that offense? Who's number Texas three? A&M, Tennessee. Uh, I'd say Texas, Texas <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, and Texas A and M. I think those. Wait three a minute, we're not we're not, in, we're not a part of that. I, well, no, I mean, and honestly, I don't think that they were even considering Florida. I, I, I honestly, I, I think no, they looked prob- at probably not. I think they looked at Florida and said, you know, they're a, they're a good team, but we should still be able to go out there and just take care of business and, and, and beat them. And, you know, Florida took them to the wire and, you know, um, and then threw the rest of their season away. Then very, what, two weeks later. We, uh, we all three picked South Carolina to pop over on Troy, and, of course, they did. The Florida and Kentucky game, we all three – picked Florida and we know that Kentucky uh you know that uh Will Levy Levy Levis whatever his name is um is a good quarterback now he he was only seven for 17 87 yards a touchdown and an interception um you go look at Jones touchdown and interception he was 23 for 31 and 203 yards you know, you, you put up those kind of yardage and you still walk away with the loss. Yeah. I mean, I I, told, I said it on the podcast last week. I said, Kentucky, Kentucky, I didn't think that Kentucky would beat us, but I, I knew that Kentucky was going to give us all we wanted because I'd, I'd watched Kentucky in their previous last, the, in the three games leading up to this one. And their defense is no joke. Like their defensive line is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it, 
if when you look at that game, uh, Kentucky only had two big plays. That was yeah, it. They had they had a, they had a like seven. It was a seventy-two yard run for a touchdown that put them up that tied the game seven seven. And then they had that block field goal run back for a touchdown, and that was fourteen points right there. And that, then that that and was then, it. I mean, that was it. That, uh, yeah, that was I mean, it. Rodriguez had a good night. You know, hundred yards on the yeah. ground, a touchdown. Um, Cavassier smoke just four attempts for seventeen yards. That was it on their ground game. That yeah. was it. And, and, and yeah, and you know, I, I saw that they had uh, said that as far as Florida was concerned, they had the best rushing offense that Florida had had in twenty five years under Dan Mullen. And Kentucky came into that game, and they said, we are going to shut their run game down, and we are going to force Emory Jones to beat us. And they, you know, they and it paid off for them. Um, You know, Jones had that one one bad throw that that he could shake off. Um, But, yeah, Kentucky, they're, they're just one of those teams. Their offense is just not good. They're, I mean, they, they've got a pretty decent run game, but their defense is good enough to keep them in 75% of the games that they play this year. So, right. um, so you know, I mean, uh, who knows? I, I still think that, 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 you know, Stoops has put together the best Kentucky team that, that those fans have seen in, what, three, four decades now. And, uh, you know, they, I don't think they're done yet. I, I think they're going to sneak up and they're going to beat another team that they probably shouldn't beat this year. Um, just with that defense alone. But, but I'll tell you, there's, there's going to be some rumblings down in Florida. we got some more rumblings. I picked this game. You and Brad went uh, with A&M, and I picked Mississippi State. And... Uh, you know, y- y'all were wanting the uh, the full on casino. Who's hurt? Who's uh, you know, who's been tested for COVID too many times and their nose don't feel good? Who's <laughs> y'all wanted all the stats <laughs> prior to picking this out? And uh, yeah, so so Texas A and M, as Brad said, and and Brad said it last year or last week, he said, if you're a uh, an A and M fan, pack it up because you're done. You know, yeah, you're, you're not winning the West. You're done. No, no, and, and you're no, especially done now. If you had, yeah. if you had a glimmer of hope prior to Week Four, then they're, uh, yeah, they're they're only hope. Week five, they, sorry. they they had to beat Mississippi State. They had to have Calzada play just good enough to beat Mississippi State until they could get King back, and then. <laughs> Then, then that was that was all they had to do, and then they were in control of their own destiny right. and leading up to that Alabama game. But, um, but you know, here here's my biggest issue with 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 Jimbo and Texas A and M. So, so you got King that's there, you know, and the kid has lived up to the hype. Um, he he's uh, he's a five star talent. But you're telling me that you did not have a backup plan in case he went down. Like, I mean, Calzada, I think that kid's been on campus for like two months. So, like, 
I just don't understand how you don't have another experienced quarterback sitting on the bench, even if he's not that good. At least he's got some experience. And behind Calzado is what they'll take Milton. We can trade. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how, how Jimbo put himself in that situation. Tennessee had the carousel of uh, three backup plans last year, and look how well it worked out for them. Well, I mean, I just I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I don't. I just don't understand how you didn't have another uh, a quarterback that was at least experienced and ready to go, um, good enough, and, and you know give. Cal's out of credit, man. You know, he, he's done as well as he could do under the circumstances because he had no expectations of playing this year. And, um, yeah, you know, and, uh, so there, I don't think he there, played bad. There was, there was a little, uh, a known quarterback. I'm not gonna say little known. There was a not as recognized as what he ended up being quarterback that didn't think he was going to play in the first game either. Name, uh, Peyton Manning <laughs> ring a bell. <laughs> Yeah, Calzada, he ain't no Peyton Manning, that's for sure. <laughs> all I mean, I'm saying is be prepared. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh Vanderbilt was almost prepared for uh to give UConn their first win, but uh ended up not happening. Uh of course Vanderbilt pulls that one away thirty to twenty-eight. And then another game that we all three picked for LSU, giving that uh, what what uh, Bum Nixon company had gone through the week before, <laughs> and they uh, they end up winning that one. That I, <laughs> I I know you love your boy Bum was twenty three for forty four, two hundred and fifty five yards and a touchdown. Of course, uh, Finley come in for a couple of them as well. Uh, Max Johnson for LSU, 26 for 46. Um, 325 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Ogeron is the next Chiswick. I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, I, he would have been fired already, I think, if it wasn't for, you know, having him a being national local. championship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, without him, you know, being a, being a, a, a Louisiana native and how much the fans loved him. So I, I think that he's going to have a little bit of leeway, you know, but, but LSU, they're going to be in for a rough rest of the season. So um, you they, were, they got, I was only 500 for this, this past week, uh, four for eight. Brad was the same four for eight. Uh, only because I stinking picked Old Miss. Can't believe I did that. You were one for eight. <laughs> and, yeah. and overall, now you've missed uh, a, a week or two here, so I don't have your overall uh, unless I include guests in with yours, which I may do that. But as far as the Duke, Brad, and myself, I am 40 for 55, and he's 41 for 55. We want to thank all the live stream viewers, and if you're watching it after, of course, thank you again. For the podcast, guys, we'll get this thing dropped out in two increments this week. One will come out tonight, one around Wednesday. We'll drop all uh, the pick part of it on Wednesday. Of course, what I have on screen here is not correct. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, it is at TNFanTalk. Please be sure to hit that subscribe and notify button on there. We appreciate that. Here in the next couple weeks, 
we will start uh, a little surprise for those who are liking and subscribing, commenting, all that jazz. For myself, the absent Duke and Mr. Hatred of Notre Dame himself, <laughs> Luke Awesome. We hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Go balls.